Welcome to episode number 126 of the DBSA podcast. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, and with me today is Amanda, also of Smart Bitches Trashy Books. Today we're talking about sports romance. We also talk about mouth guards, but then we go back to sports romance, and we talk about all of the different sports romances that she likes. Three things before we get started. Are you ready? First, during the course of this podcast, we mention that she has not encountered very many basketball romances. While we were recording, I asked on Twitter, basketball romances, why aren't there more of them? Am I missing them? Where are they? And I received all of the links, so I'm going to provide a few of them in the show notes, which I used to call the podcast entry, but have since been educated that it's the show notes. And I'll make sure to include those links. So if you are thinking, oh, oh, basketball romance, I could totally go for that. The romance genre is here for you. It could be here for you a little bit more, in my opinion. There aren't enough, but there are some. Thing the second. This podcast is brought to you by Intermix, publisher of The Prince, the brand new Gabriel's Inferno novella from New York Times bestselling author Sylvain Renard, on sale wherever all of your fine, fine ebooks are sold. And third, and most important... During the recording of the previous podcast, episode number 125, when Redheaded Girl and I were interviewing Courtney Milan, I used an incorrect term, and I would like to take this opportunity to both correct myself and apologize. During the interview, I asked about the upcoming book in the next Cyclone series and referred to the heroine as transgendered, with an E-D on the end, thereby making it an adjective. And I have since learned that this is an incorrect and problematic way of referring to people who are transgender, because as GLAD says, you don't refer to somebody as lesbian or gayed. Now, I have to confess to being completely amused by the idea of someone being lesbian. Like, what does, what does that look like? <laughs> like, lesbians flying out of the walls. Kapow! You've been lesbian. I understand, however why the idea of being transgendered is problematic. So I apologize for using an incorrect word, and I appreciate the people who contacted me and said, hey, heads up, this is not cool. Second of all, if I offended you, I am very sorry, and I apologize honestly. I did not know I was being incorrect, and the language that I was using was problematic, and I will endeavor never to use that again. And if you are wondering what I am talking about or what words are problematic or not problematic, because as we all know, language changes quickly, GLAD has a page full of explanations of terminology that are appropriate and inappropriate, and I will link to it in the show notes. But if you're thinking, I want to read it right now, you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash GLADGENDER. That's capital G-L-A-A-D-G-E-N-D-E-R. Bit.ly.com slash GLADGENDER with a capital G in the front. Like I said, I will link to this in the show notes. But in the meantime, I stand corrected and I apologize. And now, on with the podcast. Tell me, you wanted to talk about sports romance. Tell me all the things. (laughs) I can't get enough of contemporary sports romances. In general, contemporary romances for me, I don't, I don't know. I find some of them to be like too sickly sweet sometimes. And I like a little, something I can sink my teeth into, I guess. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, sports romances just do that for me. I like cut my teeth on, um... Susan Elizabeth Phillips. And I think her, a lot of people did. Yeah, and her, what is it, Chicago Stars, yep. just football. 
But God, I hate that cover on book one where just like the chick's cleavage. Oh, like, oh. with the big pink bra <laughs> yeah. and the perfectly round, absurdly perfect boobs. Yeah. What yeah, could possibly be bothersome about that? Hate that cover so much. And then um, I also did, what is it, Rachel Gibson's Chinook's Hockey Team. Have you read Deirdre Martin's hockey books? No. Oh, oh, <laughs> there is one. There was one that I loved about above all of the others. And of course, I can picture the cover in my mind. Do I know the name of it? No, so I have to look it up. But the hero is on a hockey team. There's a couple of them that take place around this hockey team. The hero is on the hockey team, and the heroine is a soap opera star. And all of the players are fans of that soap because they watch (laughs) it while they work out. So they all watch this soap opera when they're doing their workouts. And so when he gets involved with her for, I forget, like, I think they're set up, but professionally, you know what I mean? Like, like it would be good for you to go out with her and, you know, you'll be seen together, but they actually, it's called power play. I'm pretty sure. Hang on. Let me make sure I've got the right one. I Googled it. The New York Blades series. Yes. (laughs) Right. And he gets hooked up with this soap opera star, Monica Geary, and the whole team loves this soap opera. So when he starts dating her, they're all like, oh, my God, dude. But there's some things that happen during the course of the book that are so sweet and so well written. Like it has this book has scenes that I still think about. <laughs> it's adorable. You you have to you have to read this. It's so good. I will because hockey is my preferred romance sport Ooh. yeah I don't know what it is also spoiler alert uh <laughs> I'm slowly crawling my way through writing a contemporary sports hockey. no shit that's awesome <laughs> I would have a hard time with the um to be honest with the missing teeth oh okay so this is gonna sound crazy but I will watch hockey sometimes and I went to like a Bruins game and it was amazing my mom got me great seats but there was footage, I think it was a Penguins player, I think it was Penguins, or Flyers, one of the Pennsylvania teams, I'm pretty sure. But this dude sat, like, got out of the game, just took out his tooth that had been knocked loose, and just, like, handed it to the medic, and then, like, got back on the ice. Just, like, took out his tooth, and then oh. it loose. Here. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> and no, and nope, and nope, then- and no. The Rangers player uh, this year, he had, like, part of his ear sliced off during the game, I think. And I can't remember if he got it reattached or just taken care of. And then, like, got back on the ice and scored the winning goal. I find that weirdly attractive that they can, like, take a beating and lose parts of their body. But just, like, get back on the ice and are totally fine. Like, it doesn't even matter. So just get some, like, implants or some veneers and... I'm golden, so. <laughs> you know, maybe what you need is some hockey orthodontia romance. <laughs> he think? wore braces. She <laughs> had a bridge. It was meant to be. My dentist, who sees both my husband and I and diagnosed me with 
what apparently is a truly epic case of TMJ, where not only does my jaw pop in and out like it's like it's removable, but I have I grind my teeth in my sleep and I had no idea. I ground my canine teeth all the way down Ooh. to the fact to like to, to like they were flat at the top. So I had to have like little tips pointed on my canine teeth. And I really wanted her to keep going with the, like with the compound <laughs> so I could have like fangs. But she was like, no, I can't do that. But she was telling me, you know, so many people find such good rest restful sleep once they get a mouth guard that they become almost like different people because all of a sudden they're getting better sleep and it changes their personalities and they're happier. And then she says, and then they meet people and they fall in love. And, and I'm, and well, I'm just like, guard. because of the mouth guard, she's like, so you should write a romance about mouth guards. And I was like, I <laughs> don't know that I could sell that one, but I'll keep it in mind. I mean, it totally makes sense, right? That yeah. you get better sleep. You're more relaxed. You don't have a headache. You, you have much more, much more rest. That's better for your brain. It's totally Totally going to affect your personality and your mood and it makes sense that you would be more open and, and curious and you would meet somebody but she is like totally serious that these people fell in love because of mouth guards i mean after that gronk book that i read <laughs> i feel like a mouth guard romance wouldn't be the worst thing i read this year <laughs> is there any other real person fiction that you want to read I haven't, like, seen any. I didn't even know it was a thing. I mean, I can understand why ladies find Gronk attractive. God bless that boy and his football skills because there's nothing but rocks up there. But <laughs> And don't forget his deflated balls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I haven't seen any more, like, real person romances. I wouldn't mind... Edelman, who plays on the Patriots, and he's got like a nice scruffy beard now. What about the book by that same author who wrote about um, Flo from Progressive? Oh, that's having right, a threesome with the Wendy chick and Terry <laughs> Hatcher, which Terry I Terry Hatcher, yes, Why? out of all people, because she did the series of car commercials with Howie Long, Howie, Howie the Long. football player. Say Howie Mandel. <laughs> no, not Howie Mandel. <laughs> no. no, Terry Hatcher, and I want to say Howie Long. Did, did he did he play football? Clearly, I'm, yes. Yes. Yeah. Howie yeah. Long and Terry Hatcher did these television commercials for I want to say Chevy, but they had such great chemistry. Like you would watch these commercials and you would be like, Oh my God, those two people are having a really good time <laughs> talking about minivans. Because you know how people are like, Oh, they have terrible chemistry. They have terrible chemistry, and you're like, What yeah. are you talking about? It, and then you see good chemistry, and you're like, Oh. Those two, for some reason, had fantastic chemistry on these minivan commercials. So whoever this going on in those minivans. Yeah, exactly. There's room. Not enough for (laughs) Howie, but certain enough for Terry Hatcher. But she wrote a real person fiction about Terry Hatcher, the Wendy's woman, the the redheaded model who works for Wendy's and or actress who works for Wendy's and Flo from Progressive. Big old lesbian threesome. You could read that. You could. Those are words. Read it. You could read that. Those are those are words in an order that could be read by you. Have you seen the title of her Sasquatch book? No. Okay. This is the title, and it is the greatest title I have ever heard in my life. I don't know. I'm still high on Adeste fiddles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still cruising on that high. So you're gonna. It's a very high bar you got to hit here. But hit me with the Sasquatch. This is the entire title. I don't care that your mom is a Sasquatch. She's hot, and I'm taking a shower with her. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't breathe. Oh, God, tears. (laughs) I 
don't care that your mom is a Sasquatch. She's hot and I'm taking a shower. Oh, yep. God. Wait. So is this a woman speaking to her boyfriend or a boyfriend speaking to his girlfriend? Like, is I there any, any, too. any? Wow. My friend bought it and read it and he was sending me like screenshots oh. of, of the pages. Do you ever but. get the feeling that you're just sort of like, there is a, a money yacht. It's very close by. I could hop on this money yacht because it's I not going to sail for much longer. And I've, I'm missing out on like a whole, you know, 40 or $50 here with your mom's a Sasquatch. And I'm going to take a shower with her. Well, the, the women who wrote the dinosaur erotica, they did an interview and they were making like $30,000 a month. Yes, they were. But I don't think that continues. No, but that's still a nice padding in bank account oh yeah i believe they're undergrads too like they went to walmart they bought all the ramen noodles oh my gosh because i remember when i was in college i went to college in south carolina and i was at a women's college and i had never had a walmart for because when i was growing up in pittsburgh we didn't have walmart and there were like four walmarts and each one had a different specialty like one had the light bulbs for that really hot stand lamp where you turned it on (laughs) and you know which ones i'm talking about i don't even think they're allowed in dorms anymore but you turn them on and they get nine thousand degrees kelvin yeah only one walmart had those light bulbs but that walmart had a crappy food section so you'd go to like three different walmarts for everything you need and i would get my 85 dollar check for having worked my um on-campus student job and I'd be like, oh, my God, I have $85. I am so <laughs> fucking wealthy right now. Get out of my way. I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to get light bulbs, and I'm going to get ramen, and I'm going to get potatoes, potato flakes. Get out of my way. I got That's $85. Purchase. Like when you have to buy light bulbs, you're like, I've reached it. Yeah. achievement unlocked. I got to buy light bulbs, special light bulbs, oh. unique, very specific light bulbs. I you can't like find the these at the grocery kinds. store. Yeah, the fluorescents, <laughs> the ones yeah. that take 95 years to actually become light yeah. I hate those. <laughs> I, I mean, I know they're great for the environment, but I like light to come on when I turn on the light switch. It's this thing I've gotten addicted to by having electricity. <laughs> well, I have one and I forget that it's the fluorescent one. So when I turn it on, I was like, why is it so dim in here? It's not using this dim. Light bulb. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want I want fluorescent long lasting bulbs that actually become light. It's it's a very <laughs> it's a I'm a bit of a stickler for the thing with the light switch and the light coming on. It'll get there. It's gotta warm up a little bit. Yeah, slowly. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we have many of those in the house and I'm like, I'm just going to walk around with a headlamp. Screw all you light bulbs. I'm just going to walk around with a lamp and have it on my forehead. We have a roommate who never turns off the lights. So we thought about getting her a headlamp. So <laughs> when you're paying your own electric bill, all of a sudden you're aware of like what kind of electricity you use. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, th- th- there's another adulthood achievement unlocked. <laughs> So like, what other sports romances have you loved and adored and would you recommend? Like, what well, is it about sports romance, too? Is it the, the the conflict or is it just the the competence porn of having someone be good at this very familiar thing? Well, those are both good points. And the sports, you don't really see a lot of, what is it, NBA sports romances for some reason. Like, basketball is rarely featured. But it's usually, like, football and hockey and baseball. But I would say football and hockey are the two main sport. Why do you think that is? I feel like they're the most aggressive out of the sports. Not all of them are like alpha males in general, but you get that kind of aggressive, like he like hits people for a living. And I don't know, I enjoy it. Like I think it's a, attractive. Like I, I can understand the appeal of an athlete who, who like puts his body on the line for technically his job. 
Um, and, you know, those uniforms, they're doing us <laughs> some favors. I was always amazed when you see a football player out of their pads, how small they are. And then you meet a baseball <laughs> player in real life and you're like, oh, my God, you're huge. Yeah. Like, how did this happen? You looked so thin and little on TV and on the field. And now you're like, what? Wow. <laughs> it's reversal. See, I, I've, I, I gave up football like two or three years ago because yeah. I felt like, and, and you have to understand, I give exactly zero fucks what other people do. So it's not like I sit around not watching football and judging everyone who does watch football. I just felt really shitty about myself if I watched it and I had to stop. And then my husband reached the same point and I was like, oh my God, we have all of this time on Sundays. What do we do? <laughs> like, like we're, what, what, what do we do on Sundays? You're not watching football. Like we can go do things. We can, we could be among the day <laughs> people. We had this time. Got, I've got so much friggin' time. I can't even tell you, <laughs> but I, I can't, I'm not going to be totally interested in a football romance either for the same reasons. Cause yeah. NFL has just just a giant so problematic on so many levels. So I can't read a football romance. It's not going to do it for me. I could go for a baseball romance. But the thing about baseball is hockey and football are very are are slightly faster games. Yes. I mean, they have a they have a time limit. Of course, there's timeouts and there's breaks. And, you know, it's like it's never actually 60 minutes. It's more like a lot longer than that. But baseball can go on all damn day. Now, I love that. I love baseball. I love going to games. I like the smell of everything that happens in the stadium. I think I think going to Wrigley Field is kind of like a religious experience in some cases. But I can understand why that would be narratively boring. Yeah, a, a few of the baseball romances that I've read, The Devil in Denim being the most recent by Melanie Scott. Oh, how did is, you like it? I love it. it. It's great. Like, I really enjoyed it. I think the next one, Angel, Angel and Armani, came out in December, so I would love to read that one. But I'm almost done with it. I had to recheck it out from the library, so I'm like 80% of the way through. Um, of Devil in Denim? Yeah, Devil in Denim. And... There's very little baseball actually being played right now. And so you don't really have to worry about that slow going. Yeah. It's a very like slow golfing. developing sport. It's it's kind of like golf. You're taking a walk. Yeah. A long, slow walk. But then there's other sports that you don't see as much, like basketball. But I, there I, should totally be basketball I romances. Was so, I I did like a research of all the books that I've read that have sports themes. And I have yet to read Anyone with a, a basketball theme. I mean, you have, like, Aaron McCarthy's Fast Track series, which I love. And that's race cars. And then if you want to throw, like, Lorelai James in there with her... Rodeo. Rodeo became a hot thing. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, these are all sports that are largely associated with white people in romance. Yes. Yep, you said Rodeo's it. Rodeo's <laughs> a whole lot of white people, to be honest with you. In yeah. romance. in The depiction in romance. And football, you do have a lot of people of color playing football, but yeah, <laughs> rarely have I read a football romance that has included that. Devil and Soccer. Denim has a ton of like diverse characters so far that the wives and girlfriends are a range of people. You have the players and they're all different backgrounds. So if you want like, more diverse sports yeah. portrayal. Devil and Denim will do it. That's cool. Yeah. You know what we need? We need like cricket 
romance. <laughs> like we need romance with cricket because I want to, I, I, I feel like I'm dropping the biggest challenge right now. Okay. No one in the United States. Okay. That's not true. Like 99.98% of the United States does not understand how cricket works. So you have to I work in an explanation it. of the game without info dumping. Go. <laughs> Some, I, somebody out there is like challenge accepted rugby i still don't understand what's going on with that but they wear some tiny shorts and that's all i care about rugby <laughs> rugby would be a very interesting sport portrayal i think there are some i'm drawing a blank there are some um rugby romances i have one on my kindle that i was reading i can't remember the name of it um but there are some out there but i've tried watching rugby and i have no clue what is going on? They like <laughs> just converge together and they're like pushing against each other. But if they like That's start the, turning the scrum, the scrum. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the hell that is. Like a scrum. It's an opportunity like to look at a bunch of men's butt butts in tight shorts. What, what are you missing here? That's what I'm doing. That's you're oh, doing it fine. Me. That's what I'm doing. But I don't, I don't understand a lick of it. So Soccer, I think you mentioned soccer briefly. I haven't read any soccer romance novels, but um, is it J.C. Burton's play-by-play series? There's a lot of sports in there. She doesn't stick to one sport, which I really love. So if you don't want to read about football players, she's got baseball. She's got hockey. I think she might even have, like, a jockey, maybe? I want to say I saw a horse or some guy in like a weird jockey uniform on a cover. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up and that's all in my mind. Now I remember there was a there was a basketball romance that was sort of poking at the back of my brain. Like, you ever get that feeling, you know the answer to this question. It, it just the answer is going to roll in 20 minutes later after you Story ask it. Yes, yeah. this is how my brain works. So there is a Harlequin super romance by Ellen Hartman called The Long Shot, and the hero is a former <laughs> professional basketball player who comes back to a small town. I think he, he coaches or something, but he gets involved with one of the um, one of the women who lives in the town, and he's a former pro basketball player, which is funny because if you look at the cover of the book, he does not look like a basketball player. He looks like a guy who would like straight up go toke and then roll down the hill on his snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would love. I and it, and it would be really hard to depict. I think more snowboarding and skiing romances. Because I mean, okay, so Sarah Morgan did um, a professional, a former pro skier in her last O'Neill Brothers book. I have to look up the title of it. But one of the things I loved that she incorporated in that story is the fact that when you ski or snowboard or you use your, basically you use your thighs, you get big ass thighs and jeans don't fit you. And so there was this whole thing about how the hero and the heroine, who is also a, a, a she's not a professional skier, but she skis all day for her job working at a yeah. ski resort. <laughs> so they can never find jeans that fit. So they find a pair and they like buy 12 pairs of them because it's so rare. This is also the story of my life. Maybe this Christmas, <laughs> that's the one, um, the, pro, the former pro skier and his childhood best friend. But I like that because it's completely true. And then I know Jennifer Eccles wrote a, a snowboarding um, romance. I have to look up that one, which one it is. I want more, I want more winter sport romances. Well, Serena Bowen, you loved her um, the year we fell down. Um, I think it was you that really liked that book or Jane, but, um, that was Jane. She was the one who talked about it more. Yeah. Uh, Serena also has one coming in from the cold. 
It's like a stranded winter romance, but the that's the one that I read that Jane hated. Really, the ski? He's like the ski champion. Yes, she hated him because of the way he handled the heroine's pregnancy. Like she was so angry about the things that the heroine said. She's like, I sound like a men's rights activist. And any (laughs) book that makes me sound like an MRA is just not okay. (laughs) Yet again, to everyone's utter shock, Jane and I disagreed about that book. But yes, that's that's the one I other one I remember with a skier. (laughs) This is a thing. We never agree. This is why we have a podcast so we can sit around and disagree. It's funny how in books regarding like this this pregnancy, like how it was handled, that according to how you are as a reader, there could be like the smallest thing that could happen that totally turns you off while yep. someone else is like, what? I don't understand what you're going on about. This is totally fine. And you're right about the year we fell down. They're hockey players, both of them. Yeah. And there's a lot of, actually, you know what? Now that the penny has dropped, there's a lot of new adult sports romances. Cora Carmack has a whole series. About yeah. That them. Uh, Rusk university series. They're all you, they're all, um, foot, they're all football players. So, I mean, that, that sort of fits the new adult because you have the idea that in high school, if you're good at sports, there's a great deal of attention paid to you, Yeah. but you're still a very, very big fish in a very small pond. And beyond that school there, you may have a continued career in sports or you could be entirely mediocre and this is it for you. Well, we were talking about sports romances that we love. Right. Speaking of college sports. There was one that I was over the moon about the description. I was like, I have to read this. And I wanted to just bang my head into a wall until I was unconscious. That's how badly it turned out. And I hated this book. Oh, no. So, so Alabama is my most hated college football team. Is this a Florida thing? It's a southern thing. It's a the southern only people thing. Who like, but you're from like not South Florida. You're 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 from South Florida, which isn't the South. No, not technically. My formative high school years were done in North Florida, which in is a very the South rural town. Capital yeah. T, capital S, the South. Okay, I understand. Because yeah. once you hit the the dividing line of Jewish retirees, <laughs> oh yeah, we passed that. Then we're- then you you are no longer in the South. You're just in Southern Florida, which is a completely different thing. Yeah, no, we were, like, closer to the Georgia border. So you hate Alabama football. I hate Alabama. The only people who like Alabama are Alabamans. Um, There are, like, five people listening right now who are just like, that's not true! I'm sorry. (laughs) But they're just stupidly good. Their football team is always good, and it just makes me so angry. Um, But this (laughs) new adult romance is set at the University of Alabama, and the main character is a football player. Um, and you were like, I'm done. I'm out of here. No, no. I, that's why I wanted to read it. I was like, someone please make me like the University of Alabama. Maybe this romance will do it for me. So I'm, uh, I'm challenging people. You must explain cricket without info dumping. And you're like, you know what? Y'all just got to make me like Alabama. And, yeah. and challenging. I think, I think mine is easier. I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. I think mine's an easier one. <laughs> they heroine is like a TA at the school and she's academic and so you have the whole like jock and nerdy girl sort of trope going on but the heroine's name is Molly Shakespeare what and the quarterback's name is Romeo Prince of course it is (laughs) naturally 
Oh my god. And this book, immediately it does the whole um, trope where the ex-girlfriend slash hookup is the main antagonist and she's just like a complete and total bitch to the heroine for no reason. Like the heroine is trying to TA a class <laughs> and the like evil side chick is just being really rude. That would never fly in like a big lecture university setting. Like I, you're being rude to the person teaching the class. Like you're straight up just being inappropriate and horrible. And then it's just the whole Molly Shakespeare Romeo Prince. Like what? I just it like makes my brain short circuit <laughs> when I think about the time I spent reading this book. Molly Shakespeare, Romeo Prince? Yeah, it was Sweet Home by Tilly Cole, which I, when I was getting the books up for a podcast that you were doing with Jane, Tilly Cole wrote a book called Rays that apparently Jane really loved. And I was like, what? I read a book by this author and I wanted to like put a bullet in my brain. Like, no, Jane book? said the same thing. She really? was like, I read Sweet. This is isn't there a scene in Sweet Home where like some completely improbable football things happen? Like he throws yeah. the ball into the stands and like hits somebody in the head or some crazy business. It's horrible. Right. That <laughs> is that is Jane was like, this is not gonna happen ever. This is not. She was raged, raging, rage pants. But she liked. But the then she really book, liked right? Rise or Rays. Rays, yeah, like Ray, I Rayon, <laughs> Teflon, yeah. <laughs> I just thought of like a polyester blend. <laughs> <laughs> but this completely turned me off to the author and reading any more of her books. I don't know. It like it completely shut me down. I don't know. Ray's is supposed to be pretty fly. Jane, Jane really liked it. But I also know that what the things that she likes are not things that I like. So if she liked it, I'm like, okay, won't be reading that. <laughs> there have been times where I said, I hated this book. You would like it. You should read it now. So here's a question I have. And this okay. is a hard question. And I don't know if I know the answer to this one. Okay. So there's a there's the the athlete hero and the nerdy girl trope, right? Yeah, I a technic I don't really like those. It feels too easy. I like, want the athletic heroine and the nerdy hero. Yes, yes. Like I want I, badass athletic heroine and sort of geeky nerdy science hero. There's got to be one out there. I have read a few. I've read two, but they're both fanfic. Ooh. Yeah, that, that I, those aren't, you know, that's not like, <laughs> I can't recommend those, I don't think. Oh, I'm like maybe halfway through the play-by-play series. There's no lady athletes further down the line. I, I can't remember. I don't know, actually. I wonder if J.C. Burton's online. I could ask her. <laughs> J.C. J.C. I think the Fast Track series might have a... Has a female driver, yes. Yeah. The Fast Track series definitely has a female driver. But the hero's not like a... Dirty scientist. And see, that for me would be the most interesting aspect of a NASCAR series because, you know, the guys who work a NASCAR pit crew, they're like engineers and shit. Yeah. They have extremely high levels of science. There's there's some ass astastic awesome <laughs> levels of science going on here. Like like all of those guys swarming the car have a collective IQ of like nine billion. That's that's fascinating to me. 
So I, I want more like nerds of NASCAR. Here, there's your series name. It's like a gift from me to you, nerds of NASCAR. I can hear someone who works at NASCAR HQ and like the, the branding department twitching right now. Like they're upset and they don't know why. What are they why. doing to our sport? <laughs> they're upset. They're very, very bothered and they don't know why. We're making it better, you guys. Nerds don't, of NASCAR. Don't worry about it. Nerds of NASCAR. Trust me, it'll be awesome. And then, like, the pit crew uniforms start to change to get a little tighter. <laughs> That'd be okay. I, you know, it, it's weird. I'm one of those weird people who it's like, oh, look, pectorals and abdominal muscles. I wonder what your body fat percentage is. Like, 7%? Maybe 8 That's interesting. They could like, probably tell you. Like, exactly. The people, the people who have that kind of body know it off the top of their head. There's, I think there's two fast track books with female racers. One of them is uh, Full Throttle, which is a female racer. Yeah. The hero is her best friend's brother-in-law, which I'm is like... He's got more love. I feel like not a lot of people. What, the fast track series? Yeah. Oh, it's totally, totally wonderful. I, al I, I always recommend Flat Out Sexy to people who <gasps> are looking for funny hot. Because funny and hot is really difficult to do. Alec Monroe is a gentleman and a scholar. He is so sweet in that book. <laughs> I love that book. I love that the heroine is older. I love yep. that he's just totally blown away by how awesome she is. That she, she, He thinks that she's cool because she has her shit together and she's a grown-up. I would definitely classify him, too, as like a, a beta hero. And he's just so nice oh i love him i love that book Great. It, it, and it's funny that's the other thing she aaron mccarthy can write sexy hot funny and that's really difficult to do i would like more and the dramatics are never too over dramatic like it's not it doesn't go into the melodrama territory for me and all of the, like, Tamara, the heroine, like, all of her concerns about being an older woman and a single mom are totally valid. So I never, she's a relatable heroine. Totally. And the, the, the hero handles the situations. And she married young. And, yep. and, and so if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know read the setup it. of the book, you should just read it. But the hero is a race car driver who's, I don't want to say, like, 15 years younger than her. Or not, maybe not even, maybe it's more like nine or 10 years younger yeah, than I don't she think is. Yeah, quite 15. No, it's like 10 years. But she's a widow. Her her husband was like, kind of like Dale Earnhardt, only not that old. Yeah. And he died in a race. And she's, she has kids. And she's like, I'm never dating, dating a race car again. I've had enough of this. And she meets this guy. Never dating a race car again. Yes, she's never <laughs> dating the car. I'm thinking of Disney's cars. So she hooks up with this guy who sounds a lot like... <laughs> Um, Lightning McQueen. No, I'm kidding. She hooks up with this driver. Only she doesn't know he's a driver, and she has a one night stand with him. And she wakes up, and she's like, "Oh my God, you're younger than me, and you're a driver. Oh God, I'm a cougar. I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. I have to go right now because this is just bad. And it and it's wonderful. It's so such a good book. Like we're gonna stop gushing now, but it's so good. You should read it. And I love the I'm a sucker for the one night stand trope like people sleep together and then you know the next day they're like oh crap it's my new boss or oh crap this is my You like that trope? Or, I love it. Like losing it by Cora Carmack. I love it. I adore that trope so much. I have n I've never been a huge fan but I know it works for so many people. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what trope I hate? I hate the I am really attracted to her. 
I'll just have sex with her and get her out of my system. It never works. The whole get her out of my system. Having sex is not like getting a, getting a, a vaccine. <laughs> it's not like a flu shot and you're going to get over it. I'm going to get her out of my system. That never works. You'd think that there would be like this folklore knowledge passed down from romance heroes from decades prior who would just sort of send up a big flag. It never works. You, you cannot get her out of her system. <laughs> When you mentioned vaccine, I wanted to make quite a few, like, injection dirty jokes. <laughs> That's appropriate in this podcast. <laughs> so what other books are you reading and do you recommend? Um, what other books am I reading? So I'm almost done with The Raven by Sylvain Renard. And it's blowing my mind. Really? Um, what is, do you like? It is the definition of, like, a slow burn. It is mm? so good. Like, there are some romance novels where they just kind of mush the hero and heroine together every chance they can get. And this is not the case in this book. You know, the the heroine, Raven, is dealing with her own things, and then the hero is dealing with his own things. And so when they come together, it's natural and not just an excuse to, like, ramp up the, the sex or the relationship progression. So when they finally do get in the same room, you're just, like, I don't know, shaking the book. Because it's like crackling off the pages that you're just like, oh my god, you guys, just kiss already. <laughs> so it's it's really good. Um, the author is male or identifies as male, so I thought that was really interesting. I had no clue. Um, I thought it was a woman, but it is so well written. There are a few like minor quirks of mine that I don't like. The heroine is a little perfect like she volunteers on a mission and an orphanage and well those are super all- perfect yeah it's all well and good and everything i would like a little more i don't know flaws in her but in terms of the character interaction i i'm really really enjoying it so far so cool yeah i know i've talked about it before about how the description is one of like the best jacket copies I've read in a while that I maybe want to pick up the book. That's what I'm reading that's blowing my mind, is that one. Any other books you want to recommend? Talk about Flat Out Sexy. So everyone needs to read it, and I expect a full book report on my desk by Monday to everyone <laughs> who reads it. It is great. Devil in Denim, I know we've talked about this. I'm almost finished with it. It's great. The hero is like this weird like billionaire but he suffered a really tragic event in college. He played college baseball. But the heroine really doesn't know that going into it. He, she just thinks he's like a, a corporate raider taking over her father's legacy as the owner of this baseball team. And that he has no knowledge about baseball whatsoever. That's always a great setup. And yeah, but he, he has really close ties to baseball, baseball, but also really painful memories about his time playing baseball. So I'm, I'm really liking the hero, Alex Winters, in the book. And the heroine, um, Maggie, Maggie Jameson, which is a really cool name. Yes. I feel like my mom did me a disservice. Maybe I can change my name to Maggie Jameson now. Um, <laughs> but she's 
smart and confident and educated and she's not like one of those too stupid to live whiny heroines or anything so that's also a really great one if we're talking sports devil of denim and the raven are the two that i'm reading i'm finishing yeah i should finish both this weekend that i would recommend and then flat out sexy if anyone wants race car drivers oh i, <laughs> I just love that whole series and I, and I like that it changes enough that, you know, the first three, you kind of knew who the main characters were yeah. going to be because there's three groups. One of the other things that I love about the series also is that in the first one, um, the heroine has a research assistant who is like totally Imogen not in, or Imogen. Im- Imogen. Huh? She has no interest in any of this weirdness. She's she's from up north. She wears black. She's kind of yeah. quiet and gothy. And then there's this one driver who is completely fascinated by her and is just like, you are the weirdest, most interesting person I have ever met. And if I remember correctly, he's dyslexic. Yeah. And so he's like, I... Like he Doesn't can't she, even like, give him a, she like gives him a book or something, uh-huh. There's, like a scene with a book and he gets like kind of frustrated. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, she, and I think that he, his phone is programmed with pictures because he can't read names. Yep. So his phone is all visuals. I want to read that, read the second one. Hard Go. and fast again. Hard and so fast. Yep. The titles of these books, but. And the, and the covers, they are all good. All good. <laughs> there's not a bad one in the bunch hot finish oh. is a great yeah i when i when it first came out a few what is it like 2010 it's like five years old now but when it first came out i remember reading reviews and people weren't liking it for some reason but i loved it <laughs> i loved the whole like second chance romance between suzanne and oh when they put their marriage back together i know oh so good good book noises here mm. <laughs> like I like I've said, it, it is really tricky to do funny and hot, sexy, to have all of that sexual attraction, like where you're just like, oh my god, would you please just kiss and go bone right now? But also, it's funny too. Like it is hilarious. And I think though, like hasn't Erin McCarthy moved on to like a new adult series? Yeah, she is a new adult series. I don't know if there's any more of the series coming out. The best thing about Flat Out Sexy's cover is that he, he there is a portion of his um. Anatomy that seems to have worn the the crotch of his jeans. Lots of chafing and rubbing. Like there is a portion of his jeans that is as you know how the the front of your thighs gets gets worn. Yeah, and like it turns white. Yeah, there's a certain part of it, the jeans in the front that's like, also worn in white. It's so big it has its own wear pattern. His junk gives it like its own acid wash. That's effect. right. Oh God, acid junk. That's not the genre we are reading right now. <laughs> Somebody somebody just screamed, No oh God, no. That's a sci-fi book. I'm sure. His acid junk. Yeah, acid somebody's junk. gonna write that and send it to us. We're gonna be like, No, please, no. Like if you want acid junk, I know just the book for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Thank Anyone you. has any sports romance recommendations? I mean, Chasey Burton keeps my hands full she's like the queen of sports romances for me is there one of hers that you like best i get sentimental about like the first books in a series i Um, can understand that (laughs) so like the perfect play is the the one that started it all sort of thing and that also the heroine is a a single mom with kind of like a preteen son so i think that was really cute 
and how the the hero kind of like navigates that while obviously not using his star power and kind of manipulating the son and or mom in any way. I like the thing I liked about the perfect play is that she had a job and she was good at it. Yep. And she was completely unabashed about the fact that she was good at it. One, I, I really like competent heroines. Yes. Like, and they, and this is my job and I'm good at it. This is what I do. And I'm, and I like it. And I'm also really good at it. Have we talked about that? Cause I, I don't, <laughs> I don't fuck around pretending I don't know what I'm doing. I like knowing what I'm doing. You I love that in a heroine. Devil in denim. It's baseball. The heroine knows what she's doing. She went to, like, grad school. I think, like, psych and sports management were her You're majors. You're talking me into it. Yeah, because she wanted to take over her dad's team. She was kind of expecting this would be her lot in life, was to become the new owner of the sports team. And she doesn't. The hero, Alex, recognizes that she's a pivotal part of the team, and she knows what she's doing. And so, you know, convinces her to like help him get his feet wet with all the players until the season starts so he like recognizes that she's an asset and she's got great potential and she has grown up through this team and knows what she's doing and knows the players intimately and their wives and families so it's a really great book And that is all for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of sports romances. If you have a sports romance that you would like to recommend, or maybe you wrote the cricket romance that I am asking for, wherein you both detail an incredibly hot and passionate love story while also explaining how cricket works, I would actually really appreciate that because I'm still confused. You can email us at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. You can also talk to me on Twitter at Smart Bitches, and you can talk to Amanda at I'm an adult. That's underscore I M A N A D U L T. I've heard rumors that she is actually an adult and that multiple adult achievements have been unlocked, but at very least, that is her Twitter handle. This podcast is brought to you by Intermix, publisher of The Prince, the brand new Gabriel's Inferno novella from New York Times bestselling author Sylvain Renard. You can download it wherever ebooks are sold, it's on sale now. Our music in every episode is provided by Sassy Outwater, and you can find her online at Sassy Outwater. This is Dunbeg, a song by the Peat Bog Fairies, and I hope I pronounced the title right. Dunbeg is actually a place. It is a, an ancient, sort of fortified, um, sport-looking type of thing. Wasn't that just great? Shouldn't I be a tour guide? It's, an, it's a fortified, fort-looking thing. It is a very, very, very old artifact, and it's kind of cool. Peat Bog Fairies also very cool their cd dust is on sale at their website and online and you can get their music digitally and i will have links to that in the show notes our future podcasts will include me possibly jane possibly additional people all talking about romance novels because that's what we do here and if you have an idea for a podcast or you have an idea for a show or you have something you'd like to say please email us because we love to hear from you but in the meantime on behalf of amanda and jane and myself we wish you the very best of reading have a great weekend